0: Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Tires. Tires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab Tires. Schwab. Why can't like you vive, say tires? Vive Cluco It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson.
1: I'm Will Darkins, from, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Welcome, sport
0: fans, to another edition of...
1: No, dude! That that does not fit. What do you want to do? Let's party! It's Duck's (laughs) Game. On 1080
0: The Fan. This is The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate, presented by Buster's Barbecue. Buster's dry-rubbed, slow-smoked meats are so tender and tasty, they'll bring out the Texan in you. No. For real-deal barbecue, check out Buster'sBBQ.com, The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, ah! with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins, on 1080 The Fan, ah! the Radio.com app, ah! and 1080TheFan.com. Ah! <laughs> Hey, 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 happy Saturday morning, Portland. How's everybody doing out there?
1: I am anti-Damien Lerner.
0: Are you going and picking up all of your grocery items and water and canned food and get ready to hunker down? Because the snowfall's coming. Christ. Bundle up. Bury yourself in blankets. Thank I, you. Hide I'm by the a fire. Genius. Make sure you have plenty of firewood. Wow. Plenty of goat meat juice. Plenty of canned vegetables. No, catch. Clean okay. water. Batteries. It's not gonna snow. Diapers. It's not gonna snow. It might snow. Not gonna snow. It might snow. Let and me tell you it, something. I got home from work the other week. The this other week. week. This week. Earlier this week. Some week. Okay.
1: So you got home once. Uh, and I flip on uh my jam KGW. Sure. And they were starting the full-on snow scare propaganda.
0: Yes, snow apocalypse. Yes, it is the propaganda Snowmaged. machine that
1: is local news in the Portland area that scares you into thinking snow NATO. Yeah, you're screwed. You will not go anywhere for three days.
0: A snow cane.
1: You'll you'll end up eating your family because for some reason you can't go like two hours without eating. Might want to get
0: them prepped now.
1: Let me just let me just say that too. I, how ridiculous I find that is that everybody goes and like preps up and like gets cans of food and crap like that like dude it's like two days like who cares if you go like a day without eating like at worst would that really be
0: awful if you went a day without eating how much canned food do you have in your house a little how often do you open canned food to eat it i eat
1: tuna a lot so i'm probably not the best person to ask
0: well, why not uh,
1: well a lot okay so yeah. how
0: much other than the tuna what do you eat uh, black beans. How many days would you have to go before you ran out of your supply of canned food, I guess? Right now, without going to the store, without prepping. Because I'm good for at least a week. Yeah, a week. Yeah. 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 No, so I know. The idea of the, <laughs> that you need to go and prep. And that doesn't count the freezer or the refrigerator. That's just the canned food I'm yes. good for a week.
1: And so, why the hell are so, you
0: getting canned food anyway? Right. Even if you are stuck for a week, get packaged food is still good. Well, the funny thing is, like, well, what if you lose power? let snowing outside. Set your food outside. It'll be cold enough. To preserve it. I don't think people are really freaking out. I think if we go to the grocery store after this program is over. I am going to the grocery after this. Okay. I do not think you'll have bare shelves.
1: Think you're safe. I hope not. Yeah, Yeah, But I remember that, dude. I I think it was, was it last year this happened again? It's happened like every year for the past Uh, five.
0: It's been like three years since we had that, the real icy one. 2016, that was the bad one. The one that really shut things down.
1: Yeah. 2016 I was still working in uh, in local news, and I remember that yeah. Fox station is over on uh, not on 26, pretty close to it though. And uh, we got snowed into the station, and we had to sleep in uh, video editing bays. And Ooh. I went out with a couple of buddies, like to the 26 highway because it was about maybe like a two block walk. Yeah. We go over to the overpass and we go over the parking lot.
0: Yeah, insane. Yeah, so it does happen, but every snow is not that. I think it's the point that you're trying to make. I, I'd also just like to say, like, even if you were trapped for a week,
1: like, you can eat other stuff than canned food. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm. <laughs> I'm but people don't get that. I don't understand. What do you mean? Hey, uh, talk- they, they get scared. What if the power goes out? What if the snow gets so heavy that it takes down all the power lines and we're off the grid for a week? Eat crackers, bro. I don't got that many crackers, homie. In trouble. I might be down to only a few fa- cans of spam right now. Barf. <laughs> what? you I mean, barf. How dare you? Let's make coffee. But what the the power's out. Yeah, make a fire. Get a pot. Oh, Now. Pot your coffee. Do you have everything you need to make a nice fire to cook on in your home?
1: Yeah, actually. Not in my home, but, like, outside
0: of it. You can manage?
1: Yeah. We actually have an abandoned little area in our backyard that used to have a um, trampoline, and it's all just gravel now. So all I'd have to do is just get a shovel and kind of dig a little trench and then uh, throw some of the firewood that the old people left.
0: Kerosene, boom. Yeah. Uh, You got yourself some fish. The fan text line—they're uh, saying that the uh, TV weather people should sell snow insurance. The more more nervous viewers, they can uh, hustle up and really profit. Snow insurance? Snow insurance—it's not a bad idea. Also, somebody re- already in taking the Titans.
1: So yeah, I would totally buy snow insurance because I'm a sucker
0: for insurance. Are you really? Yeah, I'll buy it. All you got all time. the insurance? Yeah. Do you have tornado insurance? I do not have tornado insurance. I have earthquake, uh, earthquake insurance. Fire. Yeah. Volcano
1: not volcano insurance. <sighs> you better watch haven't out. I made that. Yet. Do
0: you know that uh, Mount Hood is an active volcano got some insurance You should buy Imagine if a chairlift landed in your front yard It'd be terrifying
1: We were told that when we bought the house that we were in like
0: um, You're on a fault line, aren't
1: you? Yeah, right like the big one. They were like, oh if it happens like your house will get swallowed and I was like lady <laughs> I'll be dead. You'll be <laughs> consumed by the earth. Yeah. If the big one happens, yeah, I was like, if the big one happens and I'm not even near here, I'll probably be dead anyway.
0: When was the last time anywhere in the world of a earthquake was so large that it opened up a hole in the earth that consumed anything? That's what they're saying. I know, but the I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just asking, does it, does it happen? Like, is there a tumbleweed that was just consumed by the big one in a desert in the middle of... You know, East Asia or something.
1: Well, you know, they said the same thing um, about tsunamis. And then that Japan tsunami happened, and that, like, wiped that place out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Japan, a little more susceptible to tsunamis than Portland, Oregon. Nah, man, the science backs it up. Homie, there's a uh, mountain range between us and the ocean. Swallowed. Japan's an island. Juice. You know there's football today. Yeah, are you going to watch any of it? Yeah, of course. So I just want to catch people up uh, on something that happened after our show last week. You said that you would not watch all of the football games. Did you get roped in by all of the football games last week? Not all of them. Really? Which ones did you skip? I know know that I got you to turn into the second half of Bill's Texans through text message. Yeah. You were griping about that. That was an entertaining finish to a football game. It was incredibly entertaining.
1: Entertaining to the core. It was also kind of funny to watch Jared Allen just like... Josh Allen. Yeah, whatever. Um, Just, you know, look like
0: somebody like smacked him in the balls. He also looked like it was his first... Like, there's what, a minute 40 left? And he's like, ah, we need to score on this play. Yeah. Yeah, to any
1: analyst who like after that game is like, oh, God, you know, the Bills are right there. In fact, I heard somebody on ESPN Radio earlier say, I think the Bills honestly got robbed. They got robbed by Josh Allen. If they, if he would have played a little better, they would have been in the playoffs. Here's my answer to that. Well, they neither of playoffs. those teams should be in the playoffs. Neither of them. They got in because <laughs> by default, of, yeah, somebody, somebody had to be, in. they literally got in by default. One of them was in an awful division. The other one, I don't know how the hell they won games. It's kind of astounding. And then you watch the game and you go, Oh yeah, the bills really aren't that good. And now, the Texans are going to go to Arrowhead and
0: get the living crap beat out of them. Josh Allen though. Entertaining. That's all I'm saying. Entertaining. Entertaining great. man. That game, that opening drive. I know you didn't see the opening drive, but no. I had to convince you to tune into that game at some point, some 70 something yard run. Well, he ran, ran out like 40 yards and then he catches a touchdown pass on the opening drive. It was fantastic. The only guy that had a more interesting game. I thought You know who was a ton of fun to watch last week. Who we will not be playing in the playoffs any longer. Taysom Hill. Yeah. Every time Taysom Hill touched the ball, he picked up 15 yards yeah threw a 70-yard bomb. Like, he was outstanding. That was a blast to watch last weekend. It was really—it wasn't—I won't say it was great football, but all of the games were entertaining. And did you hear that? Um, well, just, just going back to Jimmy Allen sh- for a second, um, did you see the lateral— he attempted. That's what I was talking about. With, uh, there was like 40 seconds left, and he thought it was the final play of the game, so he just checks it backwards. He took those two terrible sacks for like negative 60 yards on the last series, and then they got the ball back. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the final moments of regulation, he looked completely out of sorts.
1: Everything was confirmed except for two things for me last week. I was convinced the Patriots would just crap it out. Like they'd win, and it would it, look like crap. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was also convinced that Kirk Cousins would Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yeah, did in fact, not. Did not Kirk Cousins? No, he anti Kirk Cousins. He drew.
0: Yeah. Would you say Drew Brees? But Drew Brees has kind of been Kirk Cousinsing lately. No man, Kirk Cousins just played solid. You know what? Played well. That dropped the Thielen at the end. On point. Yeah. Well, and the I mean the touchdown. The touchdown to win the game was uh, you know as much pressure. Oh well, they have. got robbed though. What's that? Oh yeah, because yeah. he pushed off. The Saints got robbed. Yeah, he totally got pushed yeah. off. Actually, I think. Kyle Rudolph got robbed.
1: I don't know if you're on my um, TikTok.
0: No, I no, follow- my
1: email message board. But <laughs> like we're going to go down. Me and the buddies are going to go down to um, Louisiana and we're going to go to their state legislature and try to lobby the NFL to replay that play. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah,
0: we're we're really pissed off about that. Are you OK with the overtime rules? The NFL ones? Yes, The the Saints not getting the ball in overtime. Yeah, I'm you, fine with that. Yeah, just gotta yeah stop why him. not? Keep him out of the end zone.
1: I, I think they, ch- well, I mean, they've already changed the overtime rules once, right? It was just any score you get first, you yeah. win. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, you could. It used to be that you just go get within field goal range and then kick it on first down, yeah. game over. I'm glad that is gone.
1: Yeah, I think this is the perfect way to do it because, honestly, I think it's really effing hard to score in the NFL, yep. let alone in overtime when you're absolutely exhausted.
0: So yep. I think it sets up a pretty good precedent. You kick a field goal and make it. All right. Show me what you got on the other side. I'd like to see the percentage of overtimes. I probably should have looked it up, but I wasn't expecting to ask you that question. It just popped in my head. But I'd be curious what the percentage of overtime games have been won on a first drive touchdown since they implemented that rule. That would Mm. be kind of the the indicator on whether or not it's working. But, man, that was entertaining. That was a fantastic game. I was going to point out the only game that wasn't all that entertaining was uh, once Carson Wentz left. Uh, The game against uh, the Seahawks for the Eagles. It certainly was not as much fun with Josh McCown in there. You see played the second half with a torn hamstring. I have to get surgery now. Josh McCown did. Yeah, that's pretty gutsy.
1: Okay, now I'm not going to say what I was going to say.
0: Yeah, you were going to trash him. Well,
1: I was going to just trash one thing that (laughs) kind of like he looked like he had a torn
0: hamstring the whole second half. No,
1: to me, that was kind of inexplicable was the last play. That to me was just like, really, dude, you got to get out of the league. Well, you have to quit 41. Yeah. You got to quit now. Like that. That's something I would have been able to kind of gather to do. It's the last effing play of the game. Throw it. Just throw (laughs) it. Just throw it up. Who cares? It's fourth down. You're not going to get the first down. everybody has got
0: to catch it. everybody's
1: in the end zone. This is the last play. Everyone knows that everything is against you at this point because of the fact that the defense is caving in on you. You're 41 years old. You haven't taken a, haven't taken a meaningful snap in like three years, dude. Throw it to the end zone. Don't be an idiot. To me, that was the indication for any every NFL team to go. Don't hire that guy on the roster. Get him in the front office. That's totally fine. <laughs> Don't put pads on him.
0: That is a nightmare. 17 years in the league, never played a postseason game gets in there, tears his hamstring, plays the second half with a tear. See,
1: to me, that's the whole kind of weird thing about Josh McCown is that they keep hiring him, Yeah, and teams get in these situations where he's legitimately your backup. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, you know this guy is not experienced in-game at all. Like, if you want him to, like, help a young quarterback, you know, he did that with Sam Darnold, I think his first
0: year. He's good in the room. He's good in in the film room. Yeah, get... Get pads off them. Of <laughs> Just put them in coach
1: stuff. Hire him is as an assistant. Hire him is as the tight ends coach. Uh, yeah. That is the de facto, like, who cares job. That's what they give every GA on college um, on college teams, that job. They say be tight ends coach. It used to be special teams coach, but now special teams are such a friggin' like, focus-centered thing. They have special teams coaches. Tight ends coaches, look, if you've played the offensive line before and you know how to block and run simple routes, yeah, you could teach
0: it. Yeah, there Easy. you go. I don't know, man. Played on a torn hamstring, I give him a lot more credit for compared to what we saw in that game, but probably the least entertaining of the games. But it was a Seahawks win, so that's entertaining. Also, no fine uh, for Clowney. So they reviewed the play that knocked Wentz out of the game. He actually didn't go out right after that game, but everybody in Philadelphia seems to think that was a game because they're sending death threats to on Clowney, but he will not be fined. For the hit on Carson Wentz. So just an update from that game. But we have games this weekend, so we will preview them for you. Did you also know that we have a national championship game being played on Monday? So plenty of football to talk about. You're listening to the Sinner and Saint right here on 1080. fan.
1: Severely disappointed. Why? In the pregame coverage from major networks this morning. Okay. CD, CBS is the only one that's doing anything NFL.
0: Yeah. Okay. What time's the game uh, play today? It's not until 1 o'clock? 1.30? This matter, man. i thir- up this early, one- I want to get prepped. It's a 1.35 kick. It's 9.20 in the morning. Yeah. It's not the Super Bowl. That doesn't matter.
1: It's the NFL playoffs. Well, that's Why what... do you think people are turning into TV other than this? W- isn't that what we're here for? Well, that's what we're here for, but I need something to watch. Oh, sorry. CBS is the only thing right now, and all they're doing is just kind of reviewing these NFL films clips. You know? No. I don't know. I thought you, were gonna you, don't, t- you don't do that? You don't, like, get up in the
0: morning and watch one of the networks, like, pregame shows and stuff? Uh, Not always, no. No. Not uh, not when the game's at 135. <laughs> yeah. Call yourself a real football fan. Uh, You were saying how difficult uh, or how... Ridiculous it is to have Josh McCown as your backup quarterback at 41 years old. There's got to be somebody better. Sometimes it's hard to find good help, and um, you can look no further than the Vikings trying out for their nickel corner position. One of their coaches, Terrence Terrence Newman, uh, at 41, was try trying out for a position back on the team. Because they have two injuries at the cornerback position, dude. You don't have anyone
1: in your practice squad they, you can't bring they up. They
0: promoted a practice squad guy, okay, but they didn't love him, so they tried out one of their coaches. That's pathetic.
1: Well, that is didn't... absolutely pathetic. <laughs> Just saying. Like, why is it so hard to get into the NFL? But like, stuff like this happens, where you have to you have to resort to Josh McCown as your backup quarterback. Is it Marcus Mariota? Crappy. Like, can't you go get him and throw him in a game and
0: expect yep. something? He's the backup, and also he completed all of his passes last week. <laughs> That's true. Um, but he's a backup in Tennessee. So I'm just I'm just saying, it's not a, as easy as you think, and you do want somebody with game experience. I mean, if I told you uh, before two years ago that Nick Foles was your backup quarterback, you'd be pretty confident in that before he took the Eagles on a Super Bowl run? I still would be, yes, because yeah. Nick Foles was still pretty good. I find that absolutely
1: ridiculous because the NFL is supposed to be a uh, you know, not for, not for a little, not for long. Yeah. Not for long or not well for done. little men league or something like that. Not for little men. I've heard that. What? Um, but you know, you have this crap happening where Josh McCown is your backup. Like really? You couldn't find anybody better
0: than that. I get you need experience, but I, I'm just saying like put the dude in some sweats and a windbreaker. I don't, don't know. put Pads on him. We were trying to to run Matt more out of the league when he got put in to back yeah. up my homes. And they were fine. Well, friggin', you remember Derek Anderson had to get called out of retirement to play for the bills. You couldn't find anyone else. Really?
1: (laughs) Like what's Will Greer doing? Couldn't get Will Will Greer Greer
0: sucks. He played this year
1: for the Panthers. He's He's better.
0: He's better than McCown. Is he? uh, Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes, buddy. I don't know, man. It's
1: bull crap that it's the NFL is supposed to be this hard to get into, but you're friggin' auditioning coaches to play nickel corner slots.
0: Come on. All right. You need, calm, you need calm. a break. Calm your roll. 135 is kickoff between the Vikings and the 49ers. That's this right. This is going to be an entertaining football game. We've never seen Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs. And now everybody seems to think Kirk Cousins has figured everything out. Text line, Kaepernick's available. <laughs> That's very true. Kaepernick took his team to a Super Bowl. Josh McCown first playoff start at 41 years old. Um, A lot of people seem to think the Vikings now with the momentum after beating the saints, which some people had as the best team left in the NFC last week. Now, a lot of people seem to be high on their horse for the Vikings. Now this week, the Vikings, Adam Thielen still questionable had uh, had to get stitches in his ankle Stephon Diggs was sick most of the week, so he missed a bunch of practice, but sounds like Diggs should be 100% ready to go for today. Thielen was also a little bit sick. Thielen is questionable. Uh, I didn't know about sick, but the Mm -hmm. ankle. Um, It's going around, I guess. eh, That's never good. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Devontae Adams? Wash your hands, watch your butts. Yeah, That's great. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, That's pretty funny. What's your confidence level for uh, Vikings? Take taking a, a bite out of the 49ers uh, as an upset possibility.
1: Uh, well, you know, the Vikings, yeah, they do have some injuries, but I think one of the more interesting things that maybe not a lot of people have thought about is the playoff experience that the 49ers actually have, which isn't a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Not at the
0: quarterback position, you've revamped your
1: D-line. Only about a dozen players on the current roster have any playoff experience at all, Uh, most notably Emmanuel Sanders, and you could say Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he took two garbage snaps for the Patriots. (laughs) Um, So I, I think that's something interesting to look at. You know, Kyle Shanahan himself does have playoff experience. He has Super Bowl experience, just as a play caller, not yes, a head and, coach,
0: and uh, he took massive criticism for his play calling in the second half with a huge lead twenty eight to three victory uh, twenty eight to three lead that deteriorated against the Patriots.
1: I think that's something that really you need to consider with a team that is this young coming into the playoffs. It actually reminds me of what the Cowboys did. I think back in twenty seventeen when they got that first round by and they had thirteen to and the, three. That's right. Yeah. And they had a very, very young offense and young secondary. And they were playing at home uh, against a Packers team that was incredibly hurt. And actually in the next round, went on to get the crap kicked out of them by um, the Falcons because Aaron Rodgers had like a 102 fever and they were down to their last receiver. Uh, So I think you have a danger of that with the 49ers just because the fact that you have Jimmy Garoppolo who hasn't really had any big game experience and doesn't really, at least it seems like know how to manage a game. Even with that last one against the Seahawks, it seems like he didn't really have a good feel for the room in terms of how to keep the offense on the field and run a clock. He gets skittish in the pocket. Very, very skittish.
0: Yeah. And they've also rotated running backs all year. So they don't have a bell cow anywhere near Dalvin cook that you have on the other side of the field. You lot of like the weapons that Kirk Cousins has. I mean, they took the offseason to try to revamp this offense. They paid him a ton of money. But having a healthy Dalvin Cook could be a big, big factor in this game. You know what else is good to have? A healthy C.J. Ham. I'm sorry. Did you say C.J. Ham?
1: This game, bro, (laughs) is about the fullback. Let me drop this juicy stat uh, on you. I'm just
0: going to remind all of our listeners before you get into this juicy ham bit here that Will played fullback at Oregon State, and he loves fullbacks.
1: CJ Ham is the Vikings fullback, and he was on the field for 28% of the snaps in the offense last week against the Saints. 28%. That's actually quite a bit. For to have a, full, a fullback is, absolutely on the field. Now that could just because uh, be because of looks, right? Individual defenses have individual kind of quirks that you throw different stuff out. But you look on the other side with Kyle Buschek and the 49ers. He's an integral part to that offense. So uh, you know I don't expect the 49ers to do anything different than what they do on offense, which is just run the ball, run the ball, play action over the
0: top. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for that game. It should be uh, it should be very. Very interesting to see what happens with the 49ers. Now they come out with their confidence in their offense.
1: Plus, I think this is the first uh, playoff game in Levi's, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
0: Uh, They're they're leading everyone in ticket prices uh, this weekend. So the game's obviously being played in Green Bay, uh, Baltimore, and Kansas City. Uh, But if you look at the cost of living in the Bay Area, it is much, much higher than anywhere else. Uh, So I don't put a ton of stock in them having the highest ticket prices. But people are very excited for this game. It's been a little while since either of the Bay Area teams have been very good and people love their 49ers down there.
1: Um text line 55305 only true football fans know who CJ Ham is and his importance. <laughs> No, no, it says impotence. Oh, impotence! Thank you. <laughs> NFC ch- championship may have first ever all wild card teams. That's a very interesting point.
0: You realize if the Vikings and Seahawks win, the game is played in Seattle too, which would make things uh, rather interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't, I didn't realize there had never been an all wild card uh, NFC championship game. I'm supposing in either conference, if they're mentioning it that way. I don't know that there has been one on the other side. I know the the. Steelers have made it as a wildcard team in the AFC. So I know an AFC wildcard team has made it to a Super Bowl, but I have I've not done the research that is from the fan text line. 55305, if you want to share your thoughts, we will get into the other games. Um, we've got more football today. The late one is going to be Tennessee at Baltimore. That game will be on CBS. Um, 515 kick for that one. Let's talk about that game right after this Sports Center update. Sport what? Uh, just. Girl, this All right. Welcome back in. Center and Saint here for you on divisional round Saturday. I love Saturday NFL football. Love it. I do. It makes me happy. Ah, oh, it's a good way to spend a weekend. You got four games to watch this weekend. You had four games to watch last weekend. It is down to the final eight. One of those teams is the Tennessee Titans. The Mike Vrabel led Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Tannehill Titans, uh, are terrific. They beat the Patriots. Uh, they've they've crushed the dynasty. We won't waste a whole lot of time because we have an entire offseason to talk about what could happen with Brady and Belichick. I'm talking about the football game. What do you think of the Tennessee Titans last week? Um, I think that.
1: Derek Henry, of course, was incredibly impressive, but more than anything, I really, really loved what Ryan Tannehill did. And he didn't even do that much.
0: What he he have, 70 yards passing or something last week? Managed the game. Yeah. He managed the game, and he didn't do
1: anything stupid, and he didn't panic. Even when he took sacks, they were smart sacks. They were sitting inside of the pocket, seeing nobody was open, and understanding the situation that you're not going to score a lot of points against this defense. Belichick is throwing everything at you, the type of blitzes he was throwing yep. at you, seven, eight dudes, exotic twists, stuff like that. I, I, I mean, Tannehill just understood where he was, like a veteran, yep. and operated the offense as such. And it was smart by Mike Vrabel, too, because he understood
0: th- the other true fact of this game, which was Patriots can't score <laughs> at all. Yeah. Keep, like, the ball, keep the ball away from Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, they, they sustained drives. They didn't go for, you know, they weren't. They weren't trying to bit, get big plays. It seemed very conservative what they did. But you glanced over it, though, man. Derrick Henry is a beast. Dude, his first step, he caught a screen pass where there's there was a defender in the backfield, and he catches it, and you go, all right, you wonder if he's going to have to make evasive move. Or... No, he just puts his foot in the ground and is gone. At six foot three, two 250 pounds, he should not be able to move that fast. He's a large man. He is, but he's insanely quick. Very fast. He's, he's got top end speed too. I mean that guy is something else to watch and he was great in that football game.
1: I also envy his daily routine.
0: Oh, I don't know his daily routine.
1: I was looking up a little bit of Derrick Henry stuff on YouTube and uh he has a sponsorship deal with um uh Tempropedic.
0: Oh, okay. The mattress. Just kind of a cool, yeah, yeah,
1: cool deal he's got. And he just like surrounded his daily routine uh with the mattress itself just saying oh sleep is everything that i do whatever um that is like one of the most sincere gentle sounding men i've ever seen in my life so like he's very very he's like oh yeah you know i get a really good night's sleep and then i get up in the morning get up around seven then i like to play with my dog a little bit and we go outside (laughs) for a walk and he's like then i come back and i go for a workout and one of my buddies stays over. He plays video games and watches the dog. Then I come back after practice and I like to sit down with my dog and my friends and watch movies and yeah. play pool. And if you just hear the guy talk, it's really <laughs> funny because he's just like so calm yeah. and gentle, but he is a frighteningly large and fast human
0: being. Do you know why I suspect he's so calm? Ever since he got on a football field, he's been the best player on the field. I mean, he won a Heisman trophy at Alabama. So he played for a very good team and was very good on that team. He's the all time leading rusher in high school football with 12,000 plus yards because he's bigger than everyone 50 plus touchdowns. I know, but I mean, it's, this is what I'm saying. He's bigger than he's bigger, faster, stronger than everyone in the NFL. So he's always been that guy. I mean, he's just, he's at another level. If uh, they used to say this about Barry Bonds, If there was another league that was better than professional baseball, he would have been your first pick. Derrick Henry is one of those guys where you just, if there was another physical level that football went to, that would be the guy you'd be like, yeah, we need to get him as a running back. He's a freak. Well,
1: it's interesting too, because it took him a couple of years to really kind of start to understand his place in the league. I think a lot of people and draft analysts, especially saw him, Uh, coming into the league and just said like it's another Alabama running back
0: put him in let him bruise
1: yeah let him bruise whatever you know he's not going to be a featured back he's not somebody that we're going to rely on to make really big plays but him just like Mark Ingram have developed into these backs that understand how to move within the box yeah and I think that's the most impressive thing that I've seen him improve on over the years. Really? When you watch Derrick Henry, he was dangerously close to becoming Trent Richardson, mm-hmm. which is give me the ball. I'm going to run forward. And if that's not open,
0: whatever. Well, and, and that screen pass was a perfect indication of using him to get him the ball in space. The, yeah. the guys that you're running into at the line of scrimmage in the NFL are just too big. I don't care how big you are. It's going to wear you down. Uh, speaking of Mark Ingram, he is going to be questionable for the Ravens on the other side of the ball they showed some of the numbers for Lamar Jackson, uh, how much they drop off when Mark Ingram's not in the game. How important is it to have him not only play, but be healthy?
1: Uh, very important. He's expected to play, by the way. So well, he's, I'm looking
0: at it, and it, yeah, he is expected to play. He yeah. said he's going to play, but he's still listed on the injury report as questionable. That's why I threw in the caveat, play well. Um, okay.
1: So Lamar Jackson has over 1,200 yards rushing, Yep. 36 touchdowns throwing. He's good. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Good at football. I don't think Mark Ingram is the reason for that. Oh, yeah. He's a nice addition. He is integral to the point that you can't have a consistent running game without him. But I think Lamar Jackson has improved so much from last season's debut against the Chargers in the playoffs. And this has been a big narrative, right? Everybody's been talking about like, oh, is Lamar really ready for the playoffs? You remember what happened last season? Dude, they've won like 12 straight. Yeah, I think he's ready. And I think if Mark Ingram's even a little bit slowed down, there still is that threat where even if you give Mark Ingram the ball, he's going to make plays. You can also just kind of relegate his minutes.
0: Yeah, true. Use him in spots. Uh, Yeah. You know, same thing that Minnesota talked about with Thielen. It's not going to be a fast game, right? You're you're playing the Titans. This is going to be a slow,
1: slugged-out game. You can take your time.
0: Yeah, but if you have... um, uh, Minnesota was saying this. If you have Adam Thielen on the field, even if he's not 100%, you have to respect that he's on the field. I think the same thing goes for Mark Ingram. He did have 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. He averaged five yards a carry. So, when you can't really poo-poo the go. He's not the reason. He's the reason the Ravens were as good as they were. He's not the reason Lamar Jackson was as good as he was, but that's a big factor. I'm counting five Heisman winners or six in this game. So you've got Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, uh, Marcus Mariota is in that game. Um, who am I missing? Robert Griffin III. <laughs> oh, it's RG 3 Both backup quarterbacks are Heisman winners. I think that's Did five. Did Tannehill win one? No. No. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding.
1: Texas he, A&M. Yeah, he was a killer, man.
0: Uh, was he Texas A&M or Texas Tech? Uh,
1: he was A&M, pretty sure. Yeah, he played wide checking.
0: receiver until his senior year, too. I believe. I think you might be right. That's very strange. Uh, I can't see him playing wide receiver. I know, isn't that? It's kind of well. goofy. Huh? College wide receiver, yeah. Until I believe until his uh, junior year of college, so he want to be on the field. Yeah, A&M. Yep, you were right. Um, as soon as you as soon as you questioned me, I was like, yeah, no, that sounds right. Uh, Texas Tech, obviously Pat Mahomes. Um, right, that's weird. Yeah, that, that you have that
1: many Heisman wait, winners. And it really, just about I think three of them matter.
0: Uh, wait, let's take a look at the other games and where are your Heisman Trophy winners in the other games. Uh, you've got Deshaun Watson won a Heisman Trophy. True. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm going through the other rosters. Sorry, head. I thought this was going to be more. No, I. I was, I'm doing it live. I'm trying to figure it out. Deshaun Watson won a Heisman Trophy for Do the it Texans. Do uh, Nobody for the Kansas City Chiefs won one. Uh, nobody well, for hold the...
1: on. Let's just get the Heisman winner list, and this will be easier. Okay. Uh, okay. Checking. Joe Burrow. No.
0: <laughs> Joe Burrow not playing. Kyler Murray. No. Kyler Murray is not playing. James Winston Baker is Mayfield? not playing. Baker Mayfield no. not
1: playing. Robert Griffin, Cam Newton. Yeah. Mark Ingram. Sam Bradford.
0: Oh, Johnny Manziel. Oh, wait. Yep. (laughs) Um, Tim Tebow. Is Troy Smith still playing? Troy Smith, I don't think, is still playing. I think he was getting in trouble with the law. Now, is Matt Leinart backing up anybody? Nope. Okay. Then I think that's it. Yeah. So there's one. So there's five in this game. In the other three games, there is one. What's the one? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson never won a Heisman. Did he not? No. Oh. Well, then never mind. There are zero. Yeah. All five. Just, yeah, That's I guess fair of right, you to
1: you m- mix up because many people believe that he should have won over Lamar Jackson, which is kind of weird. Yeah, a lot of people believe that only because the last game of the season he had quite possibly one of the best individual performances of any college football player ever in yeah. a game. That national title game was absolutely insane. But the fact is, Lamar Jackson was a human highlight reel in his junior year. Or, I'm sorry, sophomore year.
0: Yeah, that's as well. And it's continued. So somebody said Andy Reid won the Heisman Trophy at Mercer in 1941. Did Not he really? True, no. Oh. But Andy Reid did win the punt, pass, and kick competition. If you can pull up the film of Andy Reid, maybe we'll tweet that out at the uh, fan the fan uh, tweet line thing. That's for totally... People what Andy Reed would win dude pull up the like, picture, by far and away the pictures of Andy Reed he is the giant human uh that is on the punt pass and kick uh compared to the other kids he is absolutely enormous it is fantastic to watch uh him competing against the other kids cuz he is a grown man in that one um wait a minute wait 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 did you find it wait why is he competing cuz
1: he's like 12 he's not 12 Dude, he's twelve. There's no way in hell that he's twelve.
0: Tweet out the photos uh, at. This is ridiculous. Tweet him out at Center Saint 1080. And he's lying about his age. There's no way in hell he's twelve. They've they've done like the full story on this more than once on like pre games. It's fascinating to see how giant a human Andy Reid was as a child. I know. I'm looking at your face. Did he ever grow again? I don't. I have no idea. Um, like he, he peaked at 12. Yes, he did. And he won the fast kick. Yes. Not only, not only was he that big, but he could move. We will talk about the other games in hour two. We got to get to good versus evil. We do it next. This is the center and the saint on Portland sports leader, 1080 the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, (laughs) bro. Let the center and the saints shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for good versus evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 the fan. As I build a
1: staff, my job is to is to start to really get to know the roster. I had a chance to talk to Cam yesterday and I have so much respect for the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the things that he's gonna also the things he's gonna continue to do. And I had a great conversation with him, so. I think that that's a process as well as i get to continue to know him that was the living embodiment of the statement "Ah, shucks being uttered into the vast ether matt rule matt rule's fantastic the owner of the carolina panthers david tepper has given the former baylor head coach seven years and 70 million dollars just to coach his team tepper also paid baylor university six million just to let rule walk rule has been the head coach at Temple and Baylor and an assistant with the New York Football Giants for a year. Does this move reek of desperation or some type of hidden genius we're not seeing?
0: Uh, Matt Rule was very good at Baylor, a program that kind of fell off the map when, what happened to them? Why were they, um, oh yeah, all those rapes and uh, that were covered up by the school and then they couldn't find anybody that wanted to play or coach there. And yep, go Let ahead. me make your counter to that, Bill O'Brien. Uh, Bill O'Brien took over Penn State after. Yeah, but Penn State had a much richer history and a lot more people were willing to defend. I was disgusted by how many people defended Penn State. Nobody defended Baylor.
1: The only reason I'm mentioning that is because now Bill O'Brien is a head coach in the NFL. And and he's coaching this weekend. Yes, but many believe that, like, or not believe, but, like, question how the hell is Bill O'Brien still in the league? Like, the Texans have not been great. And they keep getting more help, and he keeps somehow screwing it up. This is really the first couple years that it's been working. How many years has Bill O'Brien been coaching the Texans? Feels like seven. That's a lot.
0: Feels like for not
1: accomplishing a lot.
0: He's nice, got him in the got him the divisional round. Well, Andy Reid got fired from Philly too. Yeah. Well, he also uh, took him to every single NFC Championship game ever it did man the whole time he was there it felt like he was going ah i like the matt rule hire out of the college coaches that were bandied about having an nfl experience and the way that he was able to go and create a program at temple who was not a football power and rebuild the program at uh, baylor i like what he did so
1: well i'd say teaching is just to inspire learning and i think what we have to do is we have to identify how our players learn everybody learns different okay everyone learns different we have to make sure that when we teach, we hit the full spectrum of students in the classroom, the full spectrum of our players. We can't just teach in an old school way or a certain way. We have to find whatever's helpful for these guys to be able to take the information and apply it on the field. That was your teacher? Yeah, no kidding. Or your plumber or tax attorney, deli clerk. or I stopped right, listening. I don't boring. know, new head coach of the New York Giants, Joe Judge, I guess. Yeah, that was boring. You thought Matt Rule was unknown to the general football community? try on judge at least he has credentials he worked under bill belichick for eight years most recently as a wide receivers coach beat reporters say that belichick absolutely loves judge who it's rumored could have been in line for a promotion to offensive coordinator had he stayed in new england and had josh mcdaniels taken a job presumably with the cleveland browns same question is this desperate or is there some hidden genius here
0: uh, I can't see the hidden genius in this one. Cause I haven't seen what he does in a leadership position. At least Matt rule has been a head coach in two different stops recently where he's had success. Uh, Joe judge surprised everybody, but Joe judge, I think uh, when he got hired. So this one, I don't really get uh, it was mentioned that, you know, the giants were looking at, uh, at Matt rule, The big thing about this, too, though, is it's New York. That's a lot more difficult place to lose. The Giants have big expectations, and you have to work with Dave Gettleman, who has not been the best general manager. So I don't even know if this was a good idea for Joe Judge to take the job. So this feels bad all around. This is the XFL Overtime. This is about edge-of-your-seat game-ending action. There's no coin toss, no one-possession wins, and no ties. That was an XFL YouTube video. Who the hell did they hire to do that voiceover? How many auditions did they do and go, let's go with that guy? They seriously put that video on YouTube. This is the XFL Overtime. This is about edge of your seat, game ending action. There's no coin toss, no one possession wins, and no ties. I do
1: like how they say there's no coin toss, yet there is the sound effect of a coin toss.
0: (laughs) Who? is the guy doing the voice. XFL is owned by Vince McMahon. The extreme
1: football league is set to start in just under a month to make a splash. The XFL has put out some different rules than the ones in the NFL. There are rules to encourage kickoff and punt returns. You only need one foot in for a catch. There will be no kicks for extra points. Uh, A shorter play clock. Yeah. Okay. A video official will be on site and can overturn anything in the last five minutes, I like Do that. any of these rules sound good? Or more importantly, will they make the game of football more entertaining?
0: Uh, the idea of the 25 second play clock uh, is interesting to me because they're trying to get a game played uh, much faster. And if you get it at a faster pace, that can be interesting. Part of the reason that they're doing the one foot catch rule is it's easier to for the officials to see. Uh, Hold on. If, is that making the game more entertaining, though? If the game goes faster, yes. I think if there's less downtime, especially if you're at the stadium, I don't know when the last time you went to an NFL game is, but there's an awful lot of standing around uh, at an NFL football game. So if they can eliminate that at the, at the XFL and get people to go out, you talk about it with baseball. How do you get people in stadium to enjoy the product more? And I'm telling you, man, if they if they speed up everything, that could be more entertaining. I think this is probably where – what. What they're doing here is what the AAF didn't. Well, what the AAF did was they sped up to get out ahead of the XFL, and instead of making sure they had it right, they hurried up to get out a crappy product.
1: Yes, and I think people also forget that football isn't a right. It's an entertainment. Yeah. It, it's done to make money. Yeah, And if what you have on the field is not entertaining or in some way different than your competitors, people will not watch. Yeah. So I, I just, with all of this like hubbub about the XFL, I just hope people will keep that in mind. Like the XFL is here to make money. It's not like it needed to happen.
0: Yeah. And they've done it once and it yeah. failed. But <laughs> Vince McMahon is convinced and the guy runs a successful business. So it, I don't know. It'll be an interesting to see in the entertainment industry too. It'll be interesting to see if they can do a better job the second time around. But looking back at some of the old XFL stuff. Yikes. It's like having a license.
1: It's a privilege, not a right. There you go. All right, my favorite story of the week comes from Lawrenceville, Georgia. You ready for this one?
0: No, I'm not. Oh, well, we can skip it. Okay, cool. Well, that was a good
1: Oh, no. Man breaks into Taco Bell, prepares food, and takes a nap. Taco Bell wasn't open on Christmas Day, but a burglar in Georgia decided he wanted a festive feast anyway. And to take a nap while he was in it. Wow. Police have asked for the public's help in identifying the man who broke into the restaurant, prepared food, fell asleep early Christmas morning. He fell asleep and nobody caught him. At around 12.15 <laughs> a.m. on December 25th, a man approached a Taco Bell in unincorporated Lawrenceville, entered through the drive-thru window. Surveillance video showed him using the fryers to make himself a meal. After eating, he proceeded to take a nap on the restaurant floor prior to leaving about 3 hours later the suspect stole a
0: laptop a tablet and just took off okay worked there if you if you snuck into a taco bell how well would you know the setup to be able to make yourself a meal you ever worked in fast food i never have you ever
1: worked in a deli uh no i think he has experience working somewhere else because if you're asking me this i worked at a safeway deli Yeah. and i still know how to work a fryer i think i
0: could see it pretty quick and go ah I can probably make that. Yeah, I know, but he, it, the way that you said it, and I haven't seen the video, but the way he said it, he seemed to know his way around, and he seemed comfortable there, cause he took a nap. I'm guessing that dude worked there at some point.
1: I don't know. He's still on the list. Suspect was described as a black male wearing sweatpants, black hooded sweatshirt, black sneakers. That's it. That's all I know Dressed about. Just like him.
0: a ninja, except for the fact that. How long was the nap? Three hours. That is awesome <laughs> and nobody caught him I like oh. this dude, I hope I hope
1: he never gets caught I can't believe nobody came in Because if he got in there right at 12.15 It was closed, so Right, but say he takes a three hour nap Let's give him like 30 more minutes And say that it'll be yeah. around 4am Yeah Like, doesn't somebody come there to open at that time? I have no idea Because they serve breakfast
0: now Oh
1: yeah have you So somebody had, had to be Bell there to open
0: like have nobody you, saw him. Who's had Taco Bell breakfast? 55305 is a fan text line. I've never tried their breakfast. Wonder if it's good.
1: I've been curious about it. I mean, yeah. it's not that hard. You can't really screw up eggs that much. <laughs>
0: Didn't say you could. Pretty easy. I'm just wondering if they have anything worth uh, making a run for the border in the AM hours. Do you do uh McDonald's breakfast? mcdonald's breakfast occasionally the last time i went in i was really disappointed i used to be good for maybe two trips a year if that what's your thing uh the sausage egg mcmuffin with cheese uh but that's the only time i would go to mcdonald's so i it's probably been two years since i've been to mcdonald's at all um but i would only go for breakfast uh
1: mcdonald's breakfast is incredible if you do their full breakfast i do sand sausage but if you get the pancakes the hash browns, the eggs, the biscuit with jam and butter. Yeah. It's a a solid breakfast.
0: I snagged one of those one day. I can't remember what I was doing, but, like, I was like, oh, the kids should probably eat some breakfast. So I just swung through the Jack in the Box, which is in the uh, in the Fred Meyers parking lot, so we must have been shopping. And I was like, oh, this will be an easy way to do breakfast. I was like, holy cow, there's a ton of food in this. But it was. It was like the pancakes, the bacon, the eggs, the whole thing. Split it up three ways, and that was a nice little meal. I was actually – surprised by that fast food breakfast yeah i don't know i don't know who's got the best i don't do it very often but every once in a while
1: tax fine um t-bell breakfast is so damn good actually there's a lot of texts here touting up the, the t-bell. t-bell breakfast All i right. mean again right
0: i don't know yeah well, breakfast
1: it, isn't hard you can't really screw it up that's why there's so many crappy diners around like <laughs> it's really hard to screw up breakfast you know who's got a
0: solid breakfast burrito is carl's jr Never had that. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's because it's the like meat gravy one. Doesn't seem like your style, but I love it. Uh, all right. Oh, dude, this bro's eating a t- uh, T-bell right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Is our show on on the uh, PA system in Taco Bell? That would be sweet. If it is, check your meat. Yeah. Because <laughs> <all right.
1: laughs> it might be dirty. Just, Just. saying. They were gonna say
0: tainted for sure. Um. All right. That is your good visit. Your taint. Good versus evil brought to you by 808. If you're looking for big Hawaiian flavors, uh, there is no better place to go than 808 Hawaiian Restaurant, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. All right, next, we still have to talk about the Seahawks game. We still have to talk about Texans, Chiefs. There's a national championship game. Tons of football. Hour two coming up. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan.